colourful still-life paintings of bowls of fruit and flowers have been favourites of artists for generations, and there are thousands of examples of them in art galleries across the world. But now, two friends from Belgium, one an art historian, the other a plant biologist, are asking for your help to find paintings that can reveal clues about how some of our modern foods came into being. This unusual project came about when the two of them were on holiday in St Petersburg and they went into a museum, as Yves de Smet told Katie Haler. If you look at carrots, everybody knows the orange carrots, but if you look at paintings at market scenes from the 15th, 16th century, we actually see purple, red and yellow carrots are the dominant variety at that time. So it really tells us something about where our food comes from. Before we get on to art, how is it possible to study older generations of fruit and veg? Because all of this has either been eaten or it's rotten. So how do you figure stuff out? You can go for archaeological evidence. You can uh, find some old seeds, for example, where you can extract DNA from. You can go down in cesspits from monasteries or whatever, but this is something that we were not really keen on doing. You can also go to books and read about what people were eating, but certain difficulties arise. For example, if you want to investigate the orange carrot, orange did not exist as a word for a long time. So you need really something that has been documented in an artistic way to really kind of try and attribute some color to something. So I'm imagining you just wandered into an art gallery one day. <laughs> how did yeah. how did this come about? I've been friends with my colleague and co-author, uh, David Vergo, for 30 years. Occasionally, we go on a city trip and then we visit museum. And in St. Petersburg, we were standing in front of this uh, painting from Franz Sneders. And there we observed a watermelon. And it was unusually white on the inside. My comment was, okay, maybe this was actually a bad painter. And he said, no, this can't be because this is Franz Sneders. He's one of the best painters from his era. He's known for accurately depicting certain things. So if he paints it like this, it must have existed like that. So then this kind of sparked this discussion amongst us. And we kind of thought, okay, maybe we can do something with uh, both our background. So he's an art historian. I'm a molecular biologist. So maybe if you combine these things, we can come up with explanations about why something looks different and if there are kind of more examples of these to see if this was actually a common feature or not. It's an unlikely pairing in some ways, but you sound a bit like detectives. Is it quite fun looking for a hidden strawberry or a you know yeah, peach in the background? Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun because you really also you learn to appreciate art in a different way. You can have this amazing painting and there are several examples of that if you're interested in the evolution and history of the strawberry this plant is is very often depicted at the feet of the virgin mary because it also has this religious connotation and therefore you really have to go close to this painting and not look at this big representation of the virgin mary but gaze at her feet and see what can be spotted there can it seriously give you helpful information about how these foods evolve and on what kind of time scale they're evolving it's of course it's already cultivated in a way, no? So you have a domesticated plant. So in, in the example of the carrot, 
the wild ancestor is somewhere uh, Afghanistan, northern India, and it has then been domesticated and then at some point reached uh, Europe. And we see that first the varieties that become popular are the red and purple one, and that this orange one comes a little bit later. Now, the reason probably behind that is there is also this association with our food. The popularity of the orange carrot in the Netherlands and in northern Belgium is largely stemming from the fact that we have a lot of stews that we like to eat. And if you use a purple or a red carrot for that, which kind of loses its color, uh, it starts to look a little bit brownish and and not very appetizing. So therefore, uh, people in our areas started to use this uh, orange carrot, which looks much nicer. I got to ask you about that white watermelon. What was going on there? What you typically have is that the watermelon is red-fleshed, and this is because of the accumulation of the red color, the lycopene. So probably in that white uh, watermelon, the production of this red color, this lycopene, it was disrupted. Because if you look at the ripening process of a watermelon, it really starts off as something that is white, and then it gradually turns red. The difference is, is that when it's mature and fully developed, the seeds will be black. And what Frans Sneders depicted is a watermelon cut in half, white, but with black seeds. Eve de Smet from the University of Ghent, and his study is out now in the journal Trends in Plant Science. And if you spot a weird fruit or vegetable in a painting, they want you, please, to send them a picture of it, along with the label on the wall next to it, to this email. It's all one word, art, genetics, David. Eve, and the Eve is spelt I-V-E, so that's art, genetics, David, Eve, I-V-E, at gmail.com.